Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. It is the 16th episode of Actually You Can, and I'm your host, Stephanie Fabre. How are you doing this week? Monday morning? Good morning? Are you ready to have an amazing week? Because I sure hope so. For me, it is Saturday night right now, exactly 10.04 p.m. on a Saturday night, and I'm sitting here with my microphone, and there is absolutely no other place in the entire world I would rather be in this moment, and here's why. Reading all of your messages on Instagram this week, which by the way, my Instagram handle is at Steph Fabre, S-T-E-P-H-F-A-B-R-Y, in case you do want to add me on there. I look at every single DM and I really try to respond in a very timely manner, but also in a very thoughtful way. So I have been sending voice messages back to people. And if you're one of the people that started getting them, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of your messages this week, especially, We're talking about the slump, which is one of the episodes that we previously talked about. In the simplest way possible, a slump to me is when everything in your life just does not seem to be going according to plan. You feel like you're either not moving forward, you feel stuck, you feel like everything could be going wrong, and you're most definitely not in the flow, which is where I personally like to try to be most of the time. But life happens, shit happens, and change is constantly going on around us. And the more that I have reflected on the slump, whenever I have been in a slump, I feel like I was on the verge of a huge change in my life or a big transition. And so if you yourself are kind of going into slump right now, I really want you to reframe the way you think about the slump. It is the door for a new beginning on the other side. And I know in this moment, if you are currently in the slump, it can feel like you just can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. You really can't envision how things could be getting better because it's so easy to focus on everything that might be going wrong. So reflecting on this podcast, I was thinking about how can I share the lows of my own journey, specifically during that one year of not dating. And I want to reiterate that my growth journey, my self-reliance journey, my self-love journey, my healing journey, my self-acceptance journey, etc. These things truly never stop. They are ongoing. They are continuous for the rest of my life, for the rest of your life. We will continue to learn about these things and learn about ourselves, self-discovery especially. So what better way to really describe those lows and how I was feeling in the moment to all of you to really put myself back in my shoes and live that experience once again to remember how shitty it did feel in the moment, how I did feel like I was in a slump for countless weeks, months on end, and how I got out of it. What better way to do this than read my journal from that year of not dating? If you follow me on TikTok, which by the way, my handle is at Stephanie Fabre, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-F-A-B-R-Y, you will know that journaling is so important to me. And I documented a lot of this journey in my journal, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. It was my go-to to really express my emotions, express my thoughts, because for half of that year, I wasn't in therapy. I didn't start therapy until May of 2021. So the other months <laughs> after I stopped dating, a lot of the inner work that I was doing and really understanding and getting clarity about was through journaling and was through writing about it and getting my thoughts on paper. I've talked about 
talked about my anxiety. I've talked about my depression before in the mental health episode. And I will say journaling is one of the best tools that personally helped me for mental health. So if you feel like you are in a slump, the first thing on your to-do list today is just to go to Walgreens, go to Target and just get a journal, any journal and start writing in it. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a formula. Just write down your thoughts, write down your feelings. Also, I am still in the middle of putting together a mental health resource list. It will just be like a highlight on my Instagram. I really just want to put together as many resources as possible for anyone who does struggle with mental health, but also for anyone who is on their growth journey and they do feel alone and they do want those additional resources for community, different hotlines that you can call. I'm very passionate about mental health, but I will say what works for me might not work for you. I don't think it ever hurts to try something like journaling, for example, but as I always say, if it doesn't resonate with you as a person, if it doesn't help you on your own journey, find a different tool to use, find a different resource to go to. So I'll be doing everything in my power to put together the resources that I have knowledge of and I will get that done as soon as possible. But yeah, that was just a little bit of an update. Before we dive in further, to going into my journal and talking about that one year of not dating. If you have not yet followed this podcast on Spotify, just go ahead and just click that follow button really quick. You should also see a little bell and just click that as well so you can be notified every single time a new episode is released, which is typically every single Monday. However, I am now probably going to be adding mini episodes in the middle of each week just in case you want some extra content to come back to. The best way to get notified about those is through turning on those notifications and also just following me on Instagram because I talk about my podcast all the time on Instagram and I update you guys quite frequently on there too. Before we dive into the journal itself, I want to talk about phases, my growth phases of that year of not dating. And I really have broken it up into three simple stages that show exactly what I was experiencing. And here are those stages. The first one is awareness. This phase was all about being self-aware to the fact that I needed healing and I needed to do so much inner work. I was a guest on someone's podcast the other day this week and the person asked me so how did you know that you were going to stop dating and I didn't know it was going to be exactly a year I probably could have guessed it was going to be around a year but how did I know that I wanted to stop dating and my answer to that is there came a point where I was self-aware enough to know that something needed to change there were a collection of these tiny little moments here and there which added up to the ultimate decision to stop dating in these moments it was basically, I just felt like shit. And after feeling like shit, you start to ask yourself, why do I feel like shit? And these moments really brought about the clarity that I needed to make that decision to stop dating. It was in those individual moments of reflection that I started to become so much more self-aware that, wow, I really need to heal from my trauma. And I really need to do a lot of inner work because right now I don't have any self-worth and I don't know how to find happiness within myself. I might give myself a little less credit because I think at the time, these thoughts of self-awareness were just at the blooming stage. Like I had become a little bit self-aware, but I wasn't fully aware of the extent 
that I needed to heal and to the extent that I needed to do the inner work, I just knew something needed to change. Once I became aware, it only made sense to remove one of the most toxic things in my life at the time, which was dating. I've talked about this a lot in the first episode. If you listen to that pilot episode, I really kind of break down the journey and how it kind of evolved in the early stages. At the time, I was using dating to find validation, happiness in other people, but not myself. I was dating for all of the wrong reasons. And most importantly, I was excessively dating because I refused to heal from trauma. And that was really the best way for me to find happiness and to find validation in other people. Because at the time, I did not feel worthy. I did not feel deserving. I think a lot of us can relate that there is such an aftermath from going through a traumatic experience. And for me, it was feeling absolutely worthless and constantly doubting myself. I felt like I was constantly living in a state of fear and I wasn't fully able to express myself. And this is something I'm still very much healing from. But when you feel that way, you don't feel fully comfortable being yourself. What's crazy to me is that for a while I was not aware of the way I was feeling and the way I was viewing myself and the way I was thinking of myself because when I would go on these dates and this person would make me feel like I was enough and that I was worthy, but then I would go on other dates and it would feel the exact opposite. And then I would go back into the entire spiral again of, am I not worthy? Am I not deserving? Why do I feel this way? Why am I constantly doubting myself in the person that I am? My confidence was at an all time low during this period. It's really hard for me to look back at old TikTok videos on my old account, not my new account, and just look at the energy of the video and just realize that in that moment, I probably was in a very dark place, yet I would still go out and make videos and put a smile on my face and no one knew that I was struggling the way I was. I was suppressing so many emotions at the time and I didn't know how to find that happiness within myself. I didn't know how to heal. I didn't know how to do the inner work. And it's a lot easier to go on dates and to have sex than to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, but are you really okay? What is the real reason why you're dating right now? Leading up to that year and talking about those collection of moments, there were so many times, and I vividly remember this, looking myself, physically looking myself in the mirror and asking myself, are you okay? How can we get out of this? How can we feel better? Because right now I feel like shit and my life is not going in the direction that I imagine it to go. I am throwing my life away and for what? For what? So once I had decided to remove dating from the equation and really to shift the focus to myself, there came a period of time where I didn't really know what this journey would look like. And a lot of that sat in confusion, doubt, disappointment, mistakes, loneliness. And a lot of the journal entries that I'm going to read today are in this stage. And I say that because I realized that I journaled a lot more when I was feeling like shit. And it's so interesting to break these journal entries down because I can now look back and reflect and realize how much my mindset has shifted. But I can also put myself back in those shoes at the time and really understand why I was feeling what I was feeling and how I got out of it how I moved forward when I was in that slump. The last stage or phase or whatever you wanna call it is the true awakening. 
fully committing to the process of becoming the best version of myself. I say a true awakening for two reasons. I had an intense spiritual awakening during this year of not dating. And as I've mentioned before, I choose to not talk about spirituality on this podcast for a few different reasons. I know everyone has their own beliefs. and I think this podcast is much more about self-improvement. However, I feel like at some point we may dive into that. But for now, I really want to talk about the true awakening, getting past all of that self-doubt, getting past of all of that fear that am I not worthy? Getting past those feelings of loneliness, getting past the feelings of confusion and feeling stuck. The true awakening when I actually decided to commit to myself and to stop looking to everyone for the answers. I think my self-awareness was truly at the peak during this stage because I started to truly realize, wow, I really need to commit to my healing. I really need to commit to my inner work. I think in the first two stages, there was this fake it till you make it type of mentality where like I knew I wanted it, but there was a lot of discomfort because I kept feeling like I wasn't moving forward. A lot of times I still didn't feel deserving. I still didn't feel worthy of validating myself and seeking happiness within myself and creating the life that I know now I deserve. I started to quickly realize that I had to become intrinsically motivated. I really like this definition of intrinsic motivation by parentingforbrain.com. And they say, intrinsic motivation is an inner drive that propels a person to pursue an activity, not for external rewards, but because the action itself is enjoyable. This relates to the early stages of my growth journey because for a while I wanted to reap the benefits of being a self-reliant, confident person. But in this second stage of disappointment and mistakes and loneliness and doubt, this is when I started to realize that that intrinsic motivation wasn't as present as I thought it was. Basically, was I doing this journey just to say I stopped dating for a year? Or was I really going to commit to this journey because it was going to be the best thing for me in the long term. Very candidly, I think there were some times during that second stage of disappointment and loneliness and confusion, feeling stuck, that I think at times I was so focused on just doing the damn thing rather than my why. Like, why was I doing this? I needed to get back to my purpose, to my why, so I can actually move forward. As I mentioned, the last stage, which was the true awakening, fully committing to the journey. This is where I saw the biggest mindset shift of all. And I think the prior stages were truly laying the foundation for me to get to this point. And I think in this stage is when I started to finally see the way I talk to myself, the way I view myself, the way I view my self-worth and my value as a person, all of that self-doubt so much of it truly dissipated. And of course, we will always have these instances and these moments of self-doubt throughout our lives. But a lot of that self-doubt that was built up from trauma and so many different people telling me what my worth was, that I didn't even know my worth myself, so I just believed whatever they were going to tell me. In this stage, I finally defined what my worth is. I started to realize who the fuck I am, and that is a true awakening for me to start to realize 
that I am deserving. I am worthy of the life that I want to create for myself. I am deserving of happiness. I am worthy of feeling good every single day. To stop relying on everyone else to tell me what the fuck to do because right now in this moment, I know what I want to do with my life. And I don't ask people for advice anymore on every little thing. Yes, I lean on my community. Yes, I lean on my support system, but there is such a balance. And back then I was constantly just turning my head to anyone who would tell me A, what my worth was, what I was deserving of and what I should do with my life. Sitting here in this chair now, I can confidently say that is no longer the case. I have truly gone through this awakening and I am in the point in my life where yes, there will be days that are so shitty and days that are filled with doubt, but the core of who I am in this very moment, I have truly progressed so much on my growth journey to get to where I am of feeling self-reliant, feeling empowered, knowing my worth, but none of this could have come if I didn't feel all of those emotions and if I didn't go through some of the shittiest moments during that year of not dating. With that being said, let's dive into the journal. I do want to mention that the reason why I'm being so vulnerable about this and open with these journal entries that I wrote throughout that year of not dating is because I want each of you to know that you are not alone. And I felt those exact emotions and it is possible and you will get out on the other side, stronger, more self-reliant, more confident. And there will be days, like I said, that will still be shitty. Life is not perfect, but it will feel so damn good to know that you are in control of your own life. Let's dive right in. The first journal entry is from January 23rd. 2021. This entry is about something I have not yet shared, to my knowledge, on the podcast. However, I have shared this on TikTok and talking about me having sex with one person during my one year of not dating. Some of you might be sitting there rolling your eyes like, okay, this girl had sex with someone <laughs> during her one year dating break. What is she talking about? When people ask me for advice, about taking a one-year dating break or six months or two years, whatever it might be, the one thing I always tell them is forget restriction. Don't even think about it. Just let yourself flow in the moment. Every single moment, every single day, just let it flow. Forget restriction. And I say that because if you restrict yourself, whether that's with sex, dating, talking to people, whatever it might be, your focus becomes more about that restriction. Whatever it is that you're trying to restrict, and less about what should actually be happening, which is focusing on and prioritizing yourself and your growth. The shift will happen naturally over time. The more you start to wake up every single morning and put yourself first and make yourself the priority. Don't set any rules for yourself, truly, if you're going to have a dating break, because I want you to see and I want you to experience how beautiful that shift is in your mindset. I think that mindset shift happened for me during that true awakening stage, because at that point I realized my worth, I knew what I was deserving of, and I knew how important it is for me to heal and focus on that healing and focus on the inner work. My priorities were no longer men dating, having sex, period. The goal was never to stop dating forever, but for me in that moment, 
I needed to have that break in order to find that clarity that I needed to move forward on a better path in my life. I think this was the first time that I became so truly aware that I was not having sex for the right reasons. I didn't go on one single date the entire year, but me having sex with one person one time, it was a pivotal point for me to get to the true awakening. And you will see that very clearly in this journal entry. So let's just get right to it. And I will most definitely not be sharing or saying at all this person's name. This is what my journal entry said. We had sex on my mattress, in parentheses. I still haven't gotten a bed frame. But as we were having sex, I realized something profound. He didn't make me feel anything. Before sex, yes. I love his mind. During sex, no. I felt absolutely nothing. I realized in that moment, this person was not my person because of that. I am writing this entry so I can release this attachment to blank and keep growing in my journey and reach my potential. This is my journey and I get to decide how it goes. What's interesting to me is that this entry was actually written a few weeks after it had happened. So I took a few weeks to reflect digest it and now I was finally writing about it. I say this was such a pivotal point in my growth journey because of the last sentence where I say I get to decide how it goes. I started to realize that I'm in full control of my life and I knew deep down the only reason why I was having sex with this person was because at the time I was not happy with how my journey was going. It was such a wake-up call and that is the reason why it was a pivotal point because the awareness about why I was doing what I was doing became so heightened. And in that moment, I realized that I want better for myself. I don't want to continue feeling like shit because you already know, I woke up the next morning feeling like shit. I was not having sex for the right reasons. And how I view sex now versus then has changed so much because my reasoning for potentially having sex with anyone now does not have to do with seeking validation in that person and seeking happiness for those moments, those fleeting moments in time of having sex. Sex should not feel guilty or shameful. And I think in the moment it did feel those things because I knew deep down that I wasn't doing it to enjoy the act of it. I was doing it to truly find that happiness in someone else. So you might ask, okay, so how did you get to that point of having sex with someone? What were you feeling? Were you feeling lonely? The answer is absolutely. This was at the point where I was doubting myself. I was doubting the journey. I was disappointed with how I was going because I was a few months in and I felt like I really wasn't getting anywhere. I was deep into the slump and I wanted to turn to the one thing that I knew was going to bring me happiness and validation, which was men and having sex. After that instance, I would be lying to you to say that things got so much easier and I really just took off in my growth journey because that would be such a lie. Things got even harder, but the best thing about that moment was I finally got so much clarity about truly me seeking validation and happiness in other people. When things weren't going my way, who was I going to turn to? Because I needed to start turning to myself for happiness, to validate myself, to know my worth. The next journal entry is March 3rd, 2021. I feel so much agony for what? 
No one told me to feel this way. It overwhelms me knowing I can't embrace who I am at my core. Where's the way out? Where is the exit? I love to create. I love to write. The self-doubt I have needs to dissipate into nothing. At the end of the day, who gives a fuck? We are who we are, and that's more than enough. But what is my purpose? Where do I turn to? I need to search my soul. I'm going to find it underneath all of the bullshit. Fuck the noise. Okay, so that one was pretty heavy. And a lot of these journal entries are heavy. They really are just me trying to figure shit out. Me trying to figure out who I am, the self-discovery part of it, the self-love. Like in that journal entry, it talked about self-doubt. And I think I say fuck the noise at the end, trying to search for my purpose underneath all of the bullshit. I think that was me just getting so sick and tired of constantly, you know, asking everyone else for advice, but also vice versa, having everyone else tell me what my purpose is, what I should be doing. So that was the self-discovery side of it of I really need to do some soul searching and get quiet with myself and my thoughts and have that clarity over time. The next journal entry is April 20th, 2021. Today wasn't good. It was one of the worst anxiety attacks I have ever gotten. I will probably remember this day forever. It was awful. Last night, too, I was shaking. My stomach hurt and I couldn't breathe. All I want to do is to move forward on my growth journey, but I need to get my shit together first. So when I talk about mental health, that is a little bit more about how I was feeling with that. And another entry in May reflects something very similar. So this next entry is May 20th, 2021. The past few weeks, I have been in a pretty big funk. Not much sleep, super anxious, irritable, stressed, and really bad morning routines. I need to get my head straight. I decided to make a list of things that make me feel good and things that don't make me feel good based on what I've learned in the past few weeks. What makes me feel good? Smoothie bowls, meditating, manifesting, a clean kitchen, my bed made, consistent good workouts, balanced eating, laughing, dancing, modeling, and making TikTok videos. What doesn't make me feel good? Certain friends who don't understand me, late mornings, a dirty kitchen, sitting in my chair too long, not enough variety every single day, and feeling bloated by eating bad foods and eating dairy. I think this simple yet effective exercise that I did on my own truly makes so much more sense now because when I look at the bad stuff and I really think about my life today, I have eliminated 99% of that bad list. And I think it's because I started to become so much more self-aware about things and people who don't make me feel good. I would say the one thing that I can still work on a little bit right now is going to bed with absolutely no dishes in the sink. I think sometimes I'm up late doing different projects and I still go to bed with some dishes in the sink and I know waking up in the morning, that will make me feel stressed and not put me in a good mood to start off my morning. So that is one thing that I'm going to work on now that I think about it and now that I've reflected on it in this very moment. So great. The next entry is June 7th, 2021. Yet again, I feel stuck. So here it is. I feel so stuck. I feel so drained. 
My eyes are tired. I don't know what's next, and that is why I feel so anxious. I then go on to make two different lists. One saying affirmations, and the second list saying things that I am very grateful for. I am strong. I am confident. I am completely myself. I am valuable. I am smart. I deserve all of the opportunities that are on their way to me right now. I am grateful for the sun, my family, exercise, living in Los Angeles, my body, my health, nature, and my apartment. I think that is the last entry I'm going to read for this week. I want to save a bunch more for future episodes so we can continue breaking them down and really trying to understand where my mindset was and how much it has shifted to today. I will say one of the biggest themes that I personally saw just reading through my journal today and every single page, every single entry was the consistency of feeling stuck for days on end, for weeks on end. And one day I feel like I would have a breakthrough and then the next day I'm like, why do I feel stuck again? Why do I feel anxious? I don't feel like I'm moving forward. Looking back now, one thing I wish I would have done more, actually two things. The first thing I would have done a lot more is just release that resistance and just let things flow just a little bit more. Focus more on doing things that really bring me joy and happiness. But I do understand that at the time, I was still in that self-discovery phase of what does bring me genuine joy, what does bring me genuine happiness. And I think that's a good rule of thumb just in general. Like we are constantly learning new things about ourselves and sometimes change is so necessary and going outside of our comfort zone, getting uncomfortable to discover new passions, to discover new things that we don't even know are going to bring us so much genuine joy and happiness. The second thing I would have done more is lean on my support system and lean on my community. A lot of times I felt like internally there was just so much going on, so much change happening, and I was constantly trying to move forward on this journey of self-reliance and confidence that there was this sense of pride that... I want to do this on my own, that there were times when I should have leaned on my support system when it was necessary and my community, but I didn't. And I ended up isolating myself for a lot longer than it was honestly healthy for. I also think there is such a balance with your community, with your support system. Throughout that year and really growing on my self-reliance journey, I really had to understand where is that line? with my support system. When do I need to lean on them for emotional support? When do I need to lean on them for inspiration? And when can I do it on my own? My therapist said something very interesting this week. We were talking about the healing process and she mentioned that we cannot heal on our own. We were never meant to heal on our own. And the more that you think about it, it really makes sense. Even though at times I felt like I was very much isolating and I'm sure I really was, but at the end of the day, I was still consuming content in some way or another from my community to help in my healing journey. In terms of podcasts, in terms of YouTube videos, I think sometimes we feel like we are alone, but then we realize that there are so many resources for us readily available on the internet that can make us feel just a little bit less alone by hearing other people's stories and journeys. I will say that for me personally, I think therapy is unmatched. 
in terms of mental health, in terms of just being able to talk to someone every single week with no judgment at all and just really just releasing all of the emotions and setting aside that time to truly feel and cry because for a long time I was suppressing a lot of emotions and even to this day I feel like I do that a little bit as well. So one common question I get a lot on Instagram is how to feel less lonely on this journey because as I've mentioned there were so many times when I did feel lonely because I wasn't at that point of validating myself just yet and finding happiness within me. I've talked about this on the first episode of the podcast, the pilot episode, but yeah, before this year, I was just going on lots of dates per week and weekends kind of sucked for me because I was like, okay, I need to either do something with my friends or find a date because God forbid that I would have to spend time by myself. I joke about it, but truly the last thing I wanted to do was spend time with myself. I was not comfortable with that. I didn't like that. It's so funny how much that mindset has shifted and changed for me because it's Saturday night. It's now one o'clock in the morning and I am truly filled with so much joy sitting here, sharing my story, doing what I love to do. And this is not at all what I ever envisioned myself doing prior to that year. It is crazy though, because my weekends now look so much different. What I mean by that, I genuinely enjoy, I crave my own company. I love hanging out with myself. My weekends are a time to reset, refocus, take that time for self-care if it was maybe lacking during the work week. It is quite ironic because one of the things I actually want to work on in 2022 is surrounding myself with a lot more people, but not just any people, good genuine people that bring good energy. I am far beyond the days where I will accept hanging out with people who consistently make me feel like shit. Those days are absolutely gone. I know the importance of protecting my peace. And I'm a huge believer that with time and faith and trust in the process, I will recreate a very strong social circle here in Los Angeles. I've been here for a year and a half now, I think. And I have faith that it's going to happen. But there's that quote that says, never lower your vibe to find your tribe. And that's always in the back of my head now when I'm thinking about a potential social circle and what that would look like for me this year. The last thing I want to mention before the ending of this episode this week is that I received so many of your amazing questions on my Instagram story. I did a questions box just saying, if you would like to ask me anything at all, drop them in here and I will put them on the next episode. This episode, however, ran pretty far over. So here's what I'm going to do. And I think this is something I'm going to start implementing moving forward for some of the weeks is I'm going to have a mini episode in the middle of the week, as I've mentioned, if you are just craving some more content that week. And typically they'll probably just be the Q&A. So all of your amazing, wonderful questions will get answered and I will be recording that probably tomorrow. And I'm guessing it will probably be published around Wednesday or Thursday of this week. 
Thank you for submitting those questions and being vulnerable and open. There is no such thing as a dumb question at all. So I appreciate each and every single one of you for supporting my journey and having the courage to DM me on Instagram. I read all of my DMs. I appreciate every single one of them and be open with your own story. With that being said, if you have not yet hit the follow button on Spotify, go ahead and just do that and turn on that bell for notifications. Other than that, my Instagram is at Steph Fabry, S-T-E-P-H-F-A-B-R-Y. My TikTok is at Stephanie Fabry, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-F-A-B-R-Y. I will see you all at the next episode to answer all of your questions, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week until then.